Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. The lightning was in the air everywhere. That was the most excitement we got. That was a close game, but not a good game. The Sunday night, actually Thursday night uh, football, the kickoff to week two of the regular season. We'll talk about that right now as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, only needed a, a half of really good football, uh, of really competitive football. They only needed that, and and that was enough to take down the Carolina Panthers. So the Bucks win the game 20 to 14, the final score. Tampa Bay who is struggling to do much of anything last week against the 49ers. They get the bounce back performance. Jameis Winston 
Uh, we'll, we'll talk about his uh, his side of it. Carolina, uh, that's the story there. The better story is in the losing locker room, but we will talk about Jameis Winston as well. The NFL Network, which is really just a Fox crew because uh, Aikman and Buck were doing their nonsense, but if you saw the beginning of the game there, they had a lightning delay. Uh, the, they also used limited cameras because – of the fact that there was lightning in the area, and they, those camera people are standing on these little these little stands, and they were like targets for the lightning. And could you imagine if they had allowed the camera people to work, and one of them got hit by lightning during the game? Could you imagine how that would have gone? Whee! Uh, so they had limited cameras and all. But the question here, we'll discuss this. Uh, what are the big takeaways from Thursday night's game? A game again victorious. Uh, the Car- the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking down the Carolina Panthers in an NFC South. Donnie Brook. So I've got the milkman, the flesh, and the pie. And we will combine all these things together. Now, A, uh, at, at first glance, if you didn't watch the game, you would say that this was just what the doctor ordered for Jameis Winston. We'll start with that. Because we'll start with the good before you get to the bad, right? Because that was the prescription that Tampa Bay and the coaching staff there had been looking for. Because if you look at the over numbers, you know, Winston had a passer rating over 100 uh, and did not throw an interception in the game, which is a major accomplishment, which is a major accomplishment for, for famous Jameis here. But really, when you pull back the layers on the onion, it was his first half that was masterpiece theater for famous Jameis, and that's all it took. That's all it took. One half of good football, uh, and that's it. He was on the ropes and vomiting in the second half, just like he was in Tampa Bay's opening game. Jameis Winston, you know what he is? He's the milkman. He's the milkman of the NFL. He serves up a combo dish of stomach pain, nausea, and vomiting. And I say milk, I mean the milk of magnesia. That's the kind of milk that he is. Like he makes the mess. He feels it makes everyone feel terrible. And occasionally he comes out and plays a game where you're like, all right, that's good. That's 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 what we're looking for. That's why you stay with him, right? He's oh, you can't give up on him. He's gonna turn the corner. Now, I don't know how long you've been watching football. I've been watching for a while. I I can count on one hand the number of players who, after the amount of time that Jameis Winston's played in the NFL, all of a sudden the light bulb went off. They had a come-to-Jesus moment. They had an epiphany, whatever you want to say, and then they became consistently good. Uh, One hand. And I don't even know if I can get to five fingers uh, on that. Well, you have four fingers and a thumb, so I wouldn't have to get to five. I'd have to get to four fingers, and then I'd throw in the thumb. Uh, but in this game, the game within the game, he was Jameis Winston living up to his reputation. His reputation is Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. The first half, Winston, uh, he only had three incomplete passes. He completed almost 80% of his passes, averaged 10 yards per attempt, was only sacked one time, had a, a touchdown pass, and a passer rating of 103.9. Those are all really good numbers. Those are all really good numbers for Jameis Winston in the first half of the game. In the second half, how did he do? Don't ask. Uh, Jameis Winston only attempted 11 passes after halftime. Tampa Bay, even it was a close game, uh, mixing it up with the run more. They didn't have the ball that much anyway. It was the, the, the possession, which is supposed to be nine-tenths of victory, uh, went to the Carolina Panthers in this game. But Winston, only 5 of 11. He's less than 50%, less than 50% completions, averaged less than six yards per attempt, and his passer rating in the second half was 63.4. But it was good enough to win the game. It was good enough to win it. It's not a, a sustainable recipe 
it is not a sustainable recipe uh, going forward, right? I mean, you would say that this is not something that that you can can work with. And you say, well, they won the game, and that's fine. And you say, well, Carolina almost came back. They almost, you know, that Christian McCaffrey run, there was the timeout gate. Everything's a gate. That's a gate. This is a gate and all that stuff. But uh, you, you look at what happened on Thursday night as a small sample size. If you don't watch Tampa Bay, they're not in many primetime games. The Buccaneers... But Winston is the definition of the phrase, a riddle wrapped in an enigma. Because uh, it, it's mysterious that he can play at a level like he did in the first half and look really good uh, on Thursday night. And then the second half he was terrible. And against the 49ers in the opener, Jameis had a medley of unforced errors and mental mistakes and just substandard uh, quarterback play, which I, I don't even think is the is the proper uh, adjective. I think I should go... Go worse than that. Substandard makes it seem like, well, it was okay. Uh, it was not. It was death warmed over. Uh, that was how he played uh, from a quarterback efficiency standpoint, Jameis Winston, in that particular game. And so Bruce Arians was brought in, right? He's the quarterback whisperer and all that. He has to unlock uh, Jameis Winston, get that consistency. And uh, the, the Winston, to give you how bad he's been, I, they gave a stat on the broadcast. He had lost his last 12 straight starts as the Buccaneers quarterback, Winston, had lost all of them, uh, every single one. Now, B, on the flip side, that's the good Jameis Winston, even though he was bad in the second half. Was everyone wrong about the Carolina Panthers? That question needs to be asked. Was everyone completely hornswoggled? Uh, you look at the prognostications of Carolina this year, they were projected as a, uh, a team that could win the NFC South, a team that was going to be a playoff contender, at worst a wild card type team with the additions they made in the offseason, they were predicted as a postseason team. And right now they are a bumbling group of bums. Uh, and uh, you have to say yes, that the, the, the people were wrong about Carolina. All we have is two games to go on, but at this point, how could you argue with that? Right? The Rams didn't play all that well. Carolina couldn't beat them. The Buccaneers didn't play well on offense that in, in the second half. Carolina had control of the ball, and they could only get 14 stinking points against Tampa Bay, a team projected to be terrible uh, this year. And so now I know Ron Rivera is upset with the officials and, and all that and complaining uh, about the, the whole thing. Uh, after after the game, do we have? Let's play the, the uh, second cut here from uh, Ron Rivera. Here's Ron Rivera, and it involves the pass interference and the rule book and the whole deal. I thought when the ball was in the air and the guy was still making contact, I thought that was the definition of pass interference. I don't th- I don't think it matters where the contact starts, but if the guy's still contacting while the ball's in the air, I assume that's what pass interference was. I, I guess I'll have to go back and look at the rule book just to make sure. But, you know, and, and at the end of the day, when we did get a chance to look at it, what we did see at least at worst was illegal contact downfield. So, I mean, it was that obvious, but you can't challenge illegal contact. You're hoping that the referee sees that the guy running a double move that gets illegally contacted downfield has prevented from catching a stutter and go, which could have been a touchdown. Who knows? Well, I'm offended you use the word stutter. I'm offended by that, Coach Rivera. How dare you? Uh, but a couple things here. First of all, uh, I'm reminded of uh, someone years ago. There was a woman that was running through the street here in front of the Fox Sports Radio studios. This is probably about 10 years ago. And the, the police came, and they were talking to us, and we, were, and we were saying what I thought happened. And they said, well, you know what happens when you assume? <laughs> and they were like giving me a whole rap about that. And uh, you know, what happens when you assume 
but my my position, secondly, on on Tampa Bay is or, or Carolina at this point is, you know, you can be upset with the officials all you want, but you should never have been in a position to allow the zebras and a call or a non-call to cost you the game. And as Bill Parcells taught me many, many years ago, you are what your record says you are. Carolina has the worst record in football, period, stop. That's it. They, now, I, I'm assuming at some point here, if this continues, we get to the quarter por- quarter mark, which is two more games, and Carolina has continued to lose, the owner is going to demand a pound of flesh. And someone is going to be the fall guy for Carolina. If this goes much further... Uh, someone's going to get the old pink slip treatment. from. That's how it works, typically. I don't think it'll be Ron Rivera. I'm looking at Norv Turner. I'm looking at the defensive coordinator, Eric Washington. You say that's unfair because Tampa only had 20 points in this game. But Norv Turner, you know, the, the media loves him. And I know Aikman, that's his old guy from the Cowboys, and they love to uh, scrub a dub-dub uh, and give a bubble bath to, to uh, the offensive coordinator there, Norv Turner. But... I also got to look at this and say, okay, what was is Cam Newton you know, better? He's 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 failed now in a couple of opportunities, and the Panthers' defense actually turned Jameis Winston in the first half. He was Picasso, but in the second half, he was back to being the bad version of Winston. And Carolina plays the Cardinals in Arizona next week. You say, well, there's no. I mean, you got Alligator Arms Murray over there. There's no way they can lose to that. You know. Little guy, the Oompa Loompa at quarterback. But the way they're playing right now, it's possible. It's absolutely possible they could lose that game. And, and you wouldn't even say it's probable that if they play like this, they got a little extra time before that game. So they have that. Uh, you know, However, this was a game they should have won. Just like the, the game in Arizona, the game they should have won. This is a game they should have won. Now, the last word on this. So while Cam Newton had a, a chance, an opportunity in the final minute, to go on that game-winning touchdown drive, and they got this close, just a wee bit short, just a wee bit short there, about a, a yard from from the end zone for Christian McCaffrey. Even that's misleading because Cam Newton was substandard. He, he played like Josh Allen slash Kyler Murray. Uh, he is not, and that's not a compliment. I'm not complimenting uh, Cam Newton. He, he switched off between, if you saw the game, you know this, he, he underthrew receivers, then he would overthrow receivers. Then... He would have passes sail behind receivers. Uh, just completely nailing all of that uh, is what Cam Newton was able to uh, pull off in this game. So, and now I know the parade of excuses is going to start. He, you got to be hurt. Cam, Cam's got to be hurt. There's got to be something wrong here. Uh, Cam did admit that after this loss, the Carolina Panthers are going to have to do uh, something, uh, something important. What's the reasoning, though, uh, between that play that has had statistically the, the fourth and one camp sneaking, statistically has had such unprecedented success in the league, but now it is not the first option? Well, the, because we felt good about the play scoring a touchdown, and unfortunately it didn't work. I mean, that's all I can tell you. We felt good about the play. Well, that was not Cam Newton, and that was not the soundbite I tossed to. Wow, that was terrible. All right, I apologize for that. Uh, Cam Newton, though, did say, you know, talking about doing something very important, which I guess would be soul-searching. Apparently, uh, people in the other room didn't know that, but, oh, now we have it. All right, that's good. Better late than never. All right, play the soundbite now. You've already destroyed it. Go ahead, play. It's time for me to look myself in the mirror and, you know, do some real soul-searching because I had opportunities tonight, and um, I didn't get it done. Yeah. Uh, Ironically, if Cam Newton had a mirror, he likely wouldn't have worn what he wore after the game. All right. So I don't think he has a mirror to look in the mirror. 
Because you have to have a mirror, mirror on the wall. And if you had a mirror, no grown-ass man would wear a uh, red Robin Hood type, uh, what is that called, with the uh, the bandana on the, I mean, what is that? <laughs> Jeez. So my advice to Cam is you got to bring two sets of clothes. The winning clothes, you wear that when you win, but when you lose, you got to come out like in a, in a gray sweatshirt or something like that, right? Don't you? All right, we're not going to play any more sound. But anyway, uh, more on Cam Newton. So Cam Newton, uh, if you were to pull out the blame pie, all right, the blame pie here and go over there, what percentage of the blame goes to Cam Newton? I, I'm at 70%. I mean, he 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 was all over the place. I, I mentioned you know, there's going to be excuses. He's injured and it's not his fault because the quarterback defenders league, they're all about that action, boss. But if you go to the stats, you know, you, know, you didn't watch the game. He had 333 yards passing. Which sounds good. Then you dig deeper, and you look at the, all the incompletions. Twenty six. He had uh, thirty bad plays and seventy three offensive plays. Forty one percent of Carolina's offensive plays ended with either a, a sack, a interception, a, a fumble. Cam had one of those, uh, and an incomplete pass. It was it was uh, it was just it was crazy. The quarterback rating was seventy. Uh, in the game. He also had bad body language. It was a bad all-the-way-around performance. All right, what do you think about all that? And who do you think gets whacked if Carolina loses next week in Arizona? Because that's where it's looking like. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. 
Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. We had a competitive but not well played. Thursday night game that went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucs are 1-1. Carolina, team that many thought would be a playoff contender, off to the 0-2 start. I always look forward to week two when they put that graphic up. If you get off to an 0-2 start, you have like a 10% chance of making the playoffs or something like that. Uh, but that's the, the road the Carolina Panthers are going to have to go down. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won a game. They had 13 penalties. They were penalized 13 times, and they still won the game. And Jameis Winston played well in the first half. In the second half, not so much. But Cam Newton was pretty bad the entire game. So that's what happened in, in the Thursday night game. And Bruce Arians is lucky because he called back-to-back timeouts, got in trouble for that. But uh, I want to I want to talk about something a little different here. Kyler Murray. Now, we've talked a lot about Kyler Murray on this show. Uh, since he was before the draft at Oklahoma and all that. Kyle Murray is a protected interest. And we have discussed a lot of different angles to this in his career. But if you've not been following along on some of the social media stuff that we've been part of here, this got ratcheted up, the Kyler Murray conversation uh, this week. We've created a a brouhaha here. And I'm going to walk you through this. I'll give you the, the short version. So we, the Maller Militia, and I say we as the senior general of the Mount Militia uh, and, and my foot soldiers. We had a skirmish with some Cardinal fans and fanboys in the media in Phoenix. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I was not impressed with his performance against the Lions. That's an understatement. And I talked about it here on the radio show, and I also mentioned it on social media. And, and this was seen as blasphemy. This is such a big story that someone could criticize Kyler Murray, right? This is like a war crime. Yeah, it's outrageous. So the Arizona Republic, the newspaper of record in Arizona, wrote a story about my criticism of the Cardinals quarterback, Kyler Murray. And then 
because uh, you know the local blabbermouse there, they picked up on it and they were like, "Oh, you can't say this! How dare you? You didn't watch the game. You looked at the box score." Because I watched the game, I flipped around. I had the my own red zone channel, but that's a different uh, point there. It doesn't matter. So, uh, and and it, it worked out well because they these talk radio hacks, these local hacks in Arizona, uh, they were taking part in the ancient art form of Homerism. Right, they're like Homer Simpson there, and and going against no! going against groupthink, which is essentially what we've been doing here. Uh, it upsets the narrative, right? The narrative is Kyler Murray's a star. Kyler Murray's great. Uh, oh, what what he vomited all over the field for the first three quarters. Let's not talk about that. It's our little secret. We are only going to talk about the fourth quarter. That's what we're going to talk about. We're not going to talk about the other three quarters of the game. And so that's what the people that have this this vested interest in propping up Kyler Murray and building the fable of Kyler and the legend of Kyler Murray. Of course, I don't listen to any of that nonsense. I speak the truth. And the other, they can't handle it. You can't handle it. Now, the question on this, we're going to discuss the question, what do you make of this outrage? Uh, I, I, was la- I, I was laughing myself, but the Arizona sports media and a number of these, I didn't even know the Cardinals had fans. Anyway, I was shocked. I was shocked to find out people actually admit to being Cardinal fans. I don't even know if they're really Cardinal fans or they just worship. They've created this false god in Kyler Murray. But my views on this, you've got the guilty pleasure, sovereignty, and bull manure. And we will combine all of these things together. Now, first of all, this has been one of my most enjoyable weeks recently. And I would like to thank Kyler Murray for being bad at his job. I would like to thank the media in Arizona, some of them for being complete and total fanboys. I think it's wonderful because when, when you look at this, it, it's it's not easy being a dissenting voice, as we said, going against what uh, people are, are, are believing in. However, it is empowering, right? The reason uh, that that we do, we talk, we, I see what I see and then I talk about it. That's how it works. But the reaction of the Phoenix uh, sports radio guys in particular and, and, a, and a few of the fans who are you know, running around like cockroaches uh, in the kitchen. And, I'm mad! Keep in mind that they're all cowards. Not a single Arizona Cardinal, quote, fan, unquote, has called the radio show. We do four hours a night on the radio in Phoenix, on a big sports station in Phoenix. Not one of these clowns have called up. They hide behind their smartphone. They're typical uh, fake tough guys on social media. But I get a kick out of it. Right? I, I get a kick out of this kind of stuff because when it comes to tribalism, and that's what this really is. This is tribalism, right? One of the things I've taken great joy in over, over the recent years is shining light on the blind sheep, the cheerleading that goes on in so many cities and, and you know, hypersensitive fan bases, quick tempered. I see this all the time. These people have, they don't have rhino skin, they have salamander skin which is the thinnest skin in the animal world. Uh, it, it is a guilty pleasure. It really is a guilty pleasure to expose the frauds. And that's what these people are, frauds, uh, who are masquerading as members of the sports media, lemmings, uh, to support the hometown team. And uh, I get a kick. And, and then they're so far into the, into the forest, they don't even realize it. They don't even realize it. Uh, it can't use any critical thinking. Now, this is a byproduct of the participation medals. my theory on this, that have been handed out. Like, there's a whole generation of people that grew up, and it's trickled down uh, the way we watch sports. The primary reason that these league-run television networks like NFL Network, NBA, Major League Baseball, the reason they've been profitable 
is that many live in this bubble in sports, and they do they want to be spoon fed positivity. Your quarterback sucked. Don't ask, don't tell. It's like the old military slogan from back in the day, right? That's it. Just don't talk about it. Ignore it. Talk about something else. Uh, focus on the few good plays and avoid the Komodo drag on the room, the terrible plays. It, it has been a parade of excuses for for Kyler Murray or, or, or train, the pity train, right? He's left the station for Kyler. Uh, and and some of my favorites is, well, he doesn't play defense. It's not his fault. It's not his job to to block or design the game plan. That's up to the coaching staff. They don't call the play. He doesn't call the plays. He doesn't sign the, the players that are on his team. His receivers have to catch the ball. That's not his fault. You know, I go on and on. Cut the kid some slack. It's his first game. Uh, he's a kid. Now, that one in particular, I get a kick out of. How, how demeaning is that? Uh, he's a kid. One blowhard, a local hack in uh, Phoenix Radio, uh, used the kid card like Kyler Murray was his own child. I think he believes Kyler Murray is his own child, and he needs to protect Kyle, Kyler like he's his, his kid. What kind of sycophant is this guy? This guy's on the radio in Phoenix. Can you imagine? Anybody listening to that idiot? My God. Uh, this is an adult playing professional sports. Some are saying when he's not – I also like this. Some are saying when he's not pressured. Kyler Murray's unstoppable when he's not pressured. All right, here's – spoiler alert. Literally any professional quarterback who has a clean pocket every time they throw is going to be unstoppable. 100%. All right? I mean, now – Keep in mind, you know, we, we can go on and on here, and I, I do love the unenlightened serving up poppycock. I do enjoy that. Now, second thing, if you've been with me over the last couple of years and you're a Mallard Militia person, we have had many battles with different fan bases, and while we are just in the opening act with the Kyler Murray fanboys, uh, right, the Chamber of Commerce for Kyler Murray, that doesn't even make the cut. Not even ranked in our top five brouhaha's that we have had. So I would like to address this. For those that are new to the show, we've picked up several new affiliates recently. The Maller Militia, the super fans of the show, a special band of regular blue-collar, third-shift working men and women who help defend the good name and the sovereignty of the Ben Maller Show against attacks by enemy combatants. All right? These are truck drivers, factory workers, security guards, people delivering the newspaper, food delivery people, mechanics, donut makers, short order cooks, and petty criminals. And we all, we all, and some police, and we all fight the good fight here is what we do here, right? We Now, we are alarmed. Uh, we are alarmed that we have to continue to have these battles, that people just, you know, who cares what you say? Uh, I, but but we are also armed. Now, how are we armed? Do we have guns? No, we don't have guns. We are armed with phones, all right? We are armed with phones. We also are armed with social media. Uh, some of our more historic conquests, if you're a new listener, I would say the signature battle royale we had was not even with an athlete. It was the 100-year war with William Shatner and the Trekkies. And we were declared victorious. Okay, I want you to know we were declared victorious. William Shatner raised the white flag, win for the Maller Militia. All right, win for the Maller Militia. That battle has come to a peaceful end after a long, a uh, lot of bloodshed, a lot of mean things said on both sides. Uh, and uh, many people, many soldiers still blocked in the Maller Militia from 
from William Shatner. Uh, if you've been with me also, you know we had a, a, a battle with Baltimore fans. I was uh, People were threatening to kill me because I criticized Ray Lewis uh, in the Super Bowl back in 2012. Uh, I also, my criticism with LeBron James, I had a, a nice hearty rivalry with the people of Cleveland for a while. Who, me? Yeah, you. Uh, and, and that was stopped uh, eventually when LeBron left Cleveland for the second time. But the highlight of that... In fact, uh, I, I, I got to tell you, this guy shows up to the Cavaliers championship parade in 2015 after they beat Golden State and the Warriors blew the 3-1 to lead. The guy held up a poster board. He was walking around the parade. There's like a million people in Cleveland at this parade. The guy's walking around with a poster board with my name and photo on it as a hater, along with uh, Skip Bayless and a couple of other people there, uh, Stephen A. Smith and people like that. And in my office, if you ever come over to the Maller Mansion, uh, A, you're a stalker, and B, you will see that photo. That's the only photo I have in the wall or on the wall in my office. Is that fun? I, I take great pride in that. I'm, I'm flattered that that person would go to the trouble of putting the paper mache out and all that stuff with the, my photo and my name and all. It's a tremendous. Just absolutely great. Now, more recently, we got into a dust-up with Deshaun Watson, uh, who is eating soft serve for Houston, and he couldn't take the heat. And Much like he can't take the pressure in the pocket, he blocked me on Twitter because he couldn't take the criticism. I understand that. And uh, we, we also, in that battle... Uh, we had somebody turn into Jane Fonda, unfortunately, taking fanboy pictures with Deshaun Watson, which was really disappointing to me at Super Bowl Radio Row. Uh, and and, and you know, we can go on. There have been many uh, smaller slices of, of beef, if you will, the beefs with Geno Smith, backup quarterback extraordinaire uh, last year. Was it last year or the year before? In Domicon Sue, the boy named Sue, we had a, a run-in with him. Now, the final thing here. All right, so the jury is still out on Kyler Murray. I believe he's – I've seen nothing to indicate that he's going to be any good uh, based on one game of work. That's what they ask us to judge it on. Uh, But as I say, they don't don't ask me to wait until he's done with his career. They ask us to do this in real time. I have seen uh, no indication that this is going to be a long-term viable option uh, for the Cardinals. Murray has already become the gold standard for inaccuracy – since the AFL-NFL merger, and we've talked about this earlier in the week, but among all rookie quarterbacks in their first game, no one has been worse. No one has been worse since the merger than Kyler Murray. No one has had more incomplete passes. Uh, And for most of the game, uh, he was deep into the weeds. In fact, the Oompa Loompa, uh, the quarterback there, he had three passes batted down. Remember when we heard at the draft, well, he he didn't have any passes batted down in Oklahoma. He's not going to have any passes batted down in the NFL. It doesn't matter that he's the size of uh, the grass, uh, tall grass. doesn't matter. Uh, and, And then, of course, then, with apologies to Chris, the Lions did what the Lions do, and they got diarrhea late in that game, and they just stopped. Uh, they, they, this, it's like they almost weren't in condition. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So sound, that's actually the play that Matt Patricia called for the Lions. They called the flush it down the toilet. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I mean, th- this will be a week-to-week uh, situation. We'll see uh, what happens against the Baltimore Ravens. And if, and if Kyler Murray plays well, I am man enough, I am confident enough in my own skin to sit here and I will praise Kyler Murray. He didn't play well uh, in the game uh, that, that, that against the Lions, so I'm not going to sit here and, and uh, do lick, lick, lick radio like the local hacks in, in Phoenix, apparently at some of those other stations. Now, w- we believe in calling out the bull manure, right? We don't sweep it under the rug like a lot of these guys, and uh, I, I think it's called tough love. Many cannot handle 
this, what I, I consider constructive criticism. And down, down the dial, you will find many holding pom-poms with face paint for the home team. Rah, 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 way to go. They're everywhere, right? I mean, these people are everywhere. I don't, I, apparently, people like them, I guess. Uh, I mean, man. Uh, I, I was brought up that when a player plays well, you, you can say they played well, and when they don't play well, you should criticize them. But there's a lot of lemons out there. Again, lemmings are everywhere. You're treating another person harshly or sternly with the intent to help them in the long run is really what constructive criticism is. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander, with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. 
Visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Ah! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Coop Dalou. Dallas Keuchel took to the mound and beat the Phillies on Wednesday. After the game, he spoke to the media and speculated that the Phillies are probably second-guessing themselves for not signing him. Yeah. Ben, should the Phillies regret it? Uh, Absolutely. Of course the Phillies should regret it. I mean, A, the weakest link on this Phillies team is the starting rotation. It has been a boondoggle all year in Philly. Uh, And my evidence on that, the Philadelphia starting rotation is ranked 23rd in baseball. They are behind the Marlins, who are not even trying to field a competitive team. The Rockies, who play half their games at Coors Field, have had better starting pitching. The Pittsburgh Pirates, who have been a mess. Uh, All these teams are ahead of where the Phillies are. Things have gotten so bad this season. The Phillies traded for scrubs like Jason Vargas from the Mets, someone named Dan Straley who had pitched for the Orioles. These are Band-Aids, all right? These are Band-Aids. And and beat Dallas Keuchel. Now, he he does deserve to take a bow, and I, I don't have a problem with him rubbing salt in the wound. Uh, I don't. He, he he succeeded my expectations. I was skeptical when the Braves signed Dallas Keuchel. It was not just the Phillies that were asleep at the switch, but the fact that he is, you know, he's right under their nose, right, and, and, and they had zero interest is odd. His ERA, Dallas Keuchel, is lower this year than it was – Last year in Houston, and the Phillies have won 60%, I think 62% of the games he started. That's a bad job by Matt Klintak, the GM of the Phillies. All right, next. Now, reports are making the rounds about a uh, passage in Lamar Odom's upcoming biography where he claims that Mark Cuban constantly berated him with obscenities and one time even kicked him as he went to sit on the bench. Ben, are are you buying all this? All right, so I have a couple of thoughts. You know, me and Lamar are tight. We ate at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles years ago when he played for the Clippers, uh, so that's true. Um, we weren't at the same table, but we were in the restaurant at the same time, so I consider that dining with Lamar Odom. Uh, but number one, look, Mark Cuban is enthusiastic. Uh, he's got a potty mouth. I would be surprised if he didn't curse out Lamar Odom. And guess what? Lamar Odom deserved to have profanities lobbed at him when he played for Dallas. Not only was he a basketball player, he was lousy. Uh, and I know you know who cares about basketball right now. It's not basketball season. But people forget how bad he really was. He played 50 games, shot 35 percent, averaged less than seven points a game. Uh, now I do doubt that Mark Cuban got physical. Uh, look at the tail of the tape. You know Cuban's an average-sized human being. I think he's about six feet, six one, something like that. Uh, but Lamar Odom wouldn't clock him. So And the second thing, Lamar has plenty of nonsense to put into a book, from the hot tubs at UNLV to the, to the drugs to the life of debauchery. 
almost dying at a whorehouse in Nevada, uh, shacking up with the Kardashians. He's had an interesting life. But, you know, Mark Cuban, this seems like it's just, uh, I'm not buying it. I think he's embellishing. All right, next. Matthew Stafford was being asked about his upcoming matchup with the Chargers when a reporter brought up Philip Rivers' consecutive start streak. Uh, Stafford went on to praise Rivers, calling him underappreciated. Yeah. Is Philip Rivers underappreciated? No, no, not at all. He gets the amount of praise that he deserves. Philip Rivers is a good football player. He has been consistently good for the Chargers, but he's not underappreciated. That is a stretch to say that Rivers is underappreciated. And and while, listen, he has wrecked havoc on the NFL during the regular season. The guy's going to end up in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's mostly been a peasant in playoff games. Got a losing record in the postseason. You know, numbers are pretty average. His passer ratings below 85. Touchdowns got four more of those than interceptions. Some of those numbers coming in garbage time. And secondly, now I, I got a kick out of this mutual admiration society between Matthew Stafford and Phillip Rivers. I, I think it is appropriate though, and I think you know Chris the Lions fan will agree with me, that Stafford and Rivers are similar. They put up very impressive regular season passing numbers where if you don't watch the games up close, the nuance of it, you're like, well, that's really good. This guy's great. And then you're like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, there's some some things there. So I think I think they're cut out of the same cloth, Stafford. And River Rivers has been a little better than Stafford, actually a lot better, but but it's not that different. It's kind of, it reminds me of that Spider-Man meme where they're both pointing at each other. You know, that kind of, that's gonna kind of reminds me. Of. All right, anyway, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Benny passes it. That is a winner. Am I right, Chris, with uh, Stafford? Right, I'm correct on that, yeah. Yeah. Rivers has more playoff appearances. Well, yeah, but better teammates yes. around yeah, yeah, him, yeah. but you know. Yeah, no, I think I think that's about right. Yeah. They're just kind of, you know, middling guy. They're they're, yeah, they're they're good. They're, they're good. Good regular season. If you're in fantasy football, they'll put up good numbers for you, that kind of thing. All right, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. Thank uh, you, Koopa Loop there. I believe is that a perfect week? Did I just it complete is. a perfect week? Yep. Five for five. I hated to do it. I want I have a winning percentage of one thousand. One thousand. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Knock, knock. Who's there? Lame Week. Lame Week who? It's Big Ben's Lame Joke of the Week. All right, so the way this is going to work, this segment's dedicated to all kinds of jokes that got sent in, but the next segment will be the radio roast of Antonio Brown. So pay attention. This is all the other jokes, and I'll bounce the joke off Eddie. He'll bounce it back to me, and then Chris will play this if it's funny, this if it's not, and this if it can go the other way. Chris, and, and then Coop's got offensive jokes over there as well. All right, here we go. Uh, Eddie, scientists have discovered a way to milk sheep, a new way to milk sheep. Oh, is that right? They just release a new iPhone every year, and then the sheep come out. So uh, from Steve. Sent that. Why, why can't the string ever win, Eddie? The string. Uh, why can't it ever win? Yeah, it can only tie. So Bill, Bill from Iowa sent that one in. Why wasn't Coop that excited to get his CCW permit? I don't know. Why wasn't he excited for whatever that is? Uh, he, he didn't see what the big deal was since he's been carrying concealed weed since high school. <laughs> so just Josh sent that one. It's Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. Why did Coop get high during the robbery? I don't know. Why did he do that? He got held at gun joint. Oh, my God. That was from Kurt from Earth, a regular joke, a joke writer. Did you know that Whoopi Pie Blair has a, a fetish with flatulence? 
<laughs> no, I certainly certainly did not know that. No. Yeah, but it's it's really no wonder he likes uh, prosti toots. No, not every joke's a matter. You're a tough crowd here. How dare you? Oof, Here's one boy. from Terry in Happy Rock, Oregon. Where does Thursday come from? Where does Thursday come before Wednesday? There you go. Where does Thursday become uh, before Wednesday? Uh, I I don't know. In the dictionary, Eddie. In the dictionary. <laughs> Loosen oh up, God. Buttercup. Loosen up, Buttercup. What a tough. Execution matters. Can I get somebody else in here? Shut up, Chris. Can I get somebody else in here? Uh, why did the Dodgers celebrate in September? Uh, why did they do that? Because by October, it's too cool to jump in the pool. <laughs> I got to do, do it in September. Uh, oh, don't don't give in just because he berated you. It's uh, Randy. Oh, it's a good joke. It was not. Uh, it was fine. Did you hear there's a perfume made exclusively for Rachel and Montebello? Uh, no, I did not. It's called Mace. <laughs> That's uh, from the gag on account. That's not nice, man. Now, Rachel's a nice woman, you schmuck. All right. What what would a squirrel do in the circus? Uh, I don't know. What would a squirrel do in the circus? Juggle nuts. Of course. Come on. That's what a squirrel would do. That's what Anthony in Anaheim, who sent that one in. Why do squirrels follow Weed Man? Oh, more squirrel jokes. Uh, I don't know. Why do they follow Weed Man? They love nuts. That's why they follow Weed Man. Come on. Ooh. He's nuts. That's uh, uh, Anthony in Anaheim. We're not giving Anthony a birthday shout out. You know his birthday is on 9-11? How about that? His birthday was uh, this week. That's too bad. Yeah. Happy birthday. Well, it was fine up until 19 years ago, and then you know, now it's you know, not so much. Uh, Coop, you got anything over there, Koopaloo? Come back to me. All right, I will get back to you. <laughs> I got some jokes that Josh moment. sent some like jokes that were directed towards our friend Roberto, but he's not here. So I feel like it would be inappropriate. These are Ooh. some solid. Uh, Roberto loves jokes about Mexico and things like that. You, you sent me you sent me a couple jokes that I feel like are probably funny, but I don't know the people in them, so I don't get it. Oh, okay. So, so well, I mean, I'll, if you don't want to do it, you know, I mean, I'll just, I'll, I'm going to research it so I feel like I can't tell a joke okay. when I have All no right. idea what I'm saying. All right. You know, take your time. You know, we got plenty of time. You know. All right. Uh, moving on. What is the one thing you get to know about Kyler Murray after being, uh, being around him? What is the one thing you get to know, Eddie, about Kyler Murray after being around him? Uh, I don't know. What do you find out about him? He has a lot of shortcomings. So, <laughs> uh, from just. Josh, who sent that one in. How many Kyler Murrays would it take to screw in a light bulb? Uh, I don't know. How many? None. Even if he stood on a ladder, his arms still wouldn't reach. You see, <laughs> he's got the alligator arms, Eddie. That's from the Gagon account. That's David J. Gascon, who sent that one in. And uh, so direct your criticism there. Everyone hates him, so you can join the list. Uh, all right, why don't we... Pause a little. Coop, you, uh, you decided whether you want to do the joke or not because they got to get to the Antonio Brown radio roast. We got a ton of these Antonio Brown jokes here. I asked Gascon if he knows who this guy is, and he and he didn't. So I'm I'm gonna skip oh, the joke. It's God. probably a regional who's, what, joke. Who's the name? What's the oh, name? Hold on a sec, because I I want to see here. I'm gonna f- see what I sent Coop a loop to see which joke it is. I sent you several. Uh, What's several the name? Jokes. You didn't do the LeBron one. They didn't, That's I, the one I'm talking about. Okay, hold on a sec. Yeah, that, yeah, neither of us had heard of him. Yeah, but Coop, we're a national show. I don't He's, even know how to pronounce his name. Oh my! <laughs> all right, I would have. That was. I would have never guessed that. That was not one of my guesses. Uh, all right. Uh, I mean, okay. Now you've, the moment's been lost here. Uh, what about the the mechanic joke? I think that's pretty funny. All right, all right. You, but you got. You might want to change the. Do it live. 
Well, I'm going to read it exactly like it says. Well, no, I'm not telling you to do that. You might want to edit it on the fly, but I like. I don't the, think it needs to be. Edited. I think the punchline's pretty, pretty good. All right, this is Chris this in is Maine, right? Yeah. All right. What do you what do you call an Amish guy with his right hand up a horse's rear end and his left hand squeezing its testicles? I don't know. A mechanic. <laughs> See, that's an Amish mechanic joke. Yeah, it, it, that it. is because yeah. we, we're we're allowed to goof on the Amish because if you're they're a real, not yeah. yeah, I mean, you can't listen if you're really an Amish person. You cannot listen. What if they're on Rumspringa? But then you're you might not be a real. You, know, you might leave, right? Isn't that the thing where they go and see the outside world and all that? Is that what that thing? Yeah, is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but maybe, maybe that convinces so them to go back. Uh, well, there you go. And then they report what you said. There you go. And they'll tell their friends, and they'll say, what is that radio? What is radio? You tell, What is that electronic communication? All right, let's pause for the cause. Very proud. We have not done a full radio roast about someone in a while. We did the weed man roast, but I'm talking about an athlete, someone in sports. But Antonio Brown has given us so much material. The joke writers, I think we have 17 Antonio Brown jokes. 17. Uh, we'll see if we can get them all in. We'll have the radio roast of the newest New England Patriot, Antonio Brown. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. And it's the Antonio Brown Radio Roast. These are actual jokes sent in by actual listeners all about the newest member of the New England Patriots. Antonio has given us a lot of material with his civil lawsuit, the thing that happened with the Raiders last weekend, leaving the Raiders and now going to the Patriots. And so these are all done in a fun way, if you have, a, if you're very sensitive and you're a delicate person, I get it. I understand. If you're easily offended. I understand. But this is probably not for you. But if you like a good joke and you want to have some fun, uh, that's what this is all about. So uh, I'll bounce the joke off Eddie. How do the Patriots measure Antonio Brown's football IQ? I, I have no idea. In feet. Not this time. That's from just Josh. Why is Antonio Brown banned from practicing at Tom Brady's house? I don't know. Why is he banned? He got caught using stickum behind Giselle's back, so they uh, get rid of him there. <laughs> so, <laughs> Kurt, Kurt from Earth sent that one in. What is the difference between Kyler Murray and Antonio Brown? Uh, I don't know. What's the difference? Well, A.B. completes his pass. You know. No? Oh, come on. You didn't, see that? You didn't read that lawsuit? That's a Gordon in Tacoma. Uh, do you know what, what Ben Roethlisberger, big Ben Roethlisberger, and Antonio Brown ha- can do together to help save the environment? I don't. Yeah, they, they can carpool together when they register as sex offenders. <laughs> so Gary from Youngstown, Ohio, sent that one. It's Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. Uh, 72 hours after Antonio Brown signed with the Patriots, he set a new franchise record. Oh, is that right? Yeah, apparently he broke Aaron Hernandez's record for shortest amount of time on the roster before being a criminal. Hey-oh! Hey-oh! So the Gagon account, again, that David uh, Gagon, uh, wow. Uh, What did Antonio Brown's lawyer say about the current situation with his client? I don't know. What did they say? The lawyer said, I'm pretty sure he'll get off. That's what they uh, said right there. That's Turnpike <laughs> Bob, Eddie. You know, Turnpike Bob is celebrating 20 years now working on the Ohio Turnpike. I did not That's know a that. good run, right? That's a solid run. 20-year run on the Ohio Turnpike. It's Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. Could you have any Antonio Brown jokes over there? I do. Okay, good. Go what ahead. do Antonio Brown with the Raiders and Aaron Hernandez have in common? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. They didn't hang around for long. It's from Bill in Iowa. Thank you, Bill. Uh, what did did Antonio Brown say about his relationship with his former trainer? Uh, I don't know. What did he say about that? I gave it my best shot. (laughs) 
See, the problem is Chris didn't see that. Right, Coop? I mean, that's a funny joke if you read the transcript. He didn't read the transcript. He didn't, he didn't know. He's not educated on the Antonio oh, Brown I know story. The, I know the transcript. Yeah, all right. Uh, what did Antonio Brown's former trainer say about the recent events? I don't know. What did she say? She said she never saw it coming. She did not uh, <laughs> at all. Uh, that's from Turnpike Bob in Ohio. It's the radio roast of Antonio Brown. Why isn't Antonio Brown afraid of the Me Too movement? Uh, why? I don't know. Why is he not afraid of that? Based on his emails, he can't even spell Me Too. That's probably That's true. Uh, accurate. That's uh, Bill from Iowa saying that one. In his big band's uh, Antonio Brown radio roast. What do Antonio Brown and the Clippers have in common? Hmm, I don't know. What do they have in common? They are both great at the comeback. <laughs> That's right. Clippers, a record playoff comeback against Golden State. I don't know what Antonio Brown did coming back. But that's Bill from Iowa. Thank you, Bill. Wink, wink. Did you hear about the Antonio Brown sandwich? I did not hear about that, no. Yeah, it's it's got extra ham. You dip it in a big glass of wine and serve it with a dash of asphalt. <laughs> it's Husker Kevin, man. That's Nebraska's finest right there, Husker Kevin. It's Big Man's Lame Jokes of the Week. Uh, why did Brittany Taylor ever call 911 uh, on AB? Why did she never call 911 uh, on I, AB? I don't know. Why did she not do that? Well, because she knew that the police wouldn't be able to come before AB got there. Yeah? Uh, I'm Ran. I think he's in Vancouver, I think. Uh, it's Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. Uh, what did Brittany, the accuser, say? When she showed up to AB's house for the third time. Uh, I don't know. What did she say? Oops, I did it again. You see, Eddie, it's a it's a Britney Spears song. You see, that's from I'm Rance. Big Ben's radio roast of Antonio Brown. These are actual jokes sent in by actual listeners like yourself about Antonio Brown. Uh, why would Antonio Brown make a good Olympic sprinter? Uh, I don't know. Why would he make a good Olympic sprinter? Why would he make a good Olympic sprinter? I, I will tell you. Uh, he would make a good Olympic sprinter because even when he's behind someone, he always finishes first. Thank you. Uh, Big Ben's lame Antonio Brown radio roast jokes. Why did Robert Kraft want Antonio Brown to join the Patriots? Uh, I don't know. Why? Uh, they share something in common. They both like the quick release. So, uh, Eric... Eric in Iowa, did you hear that Robert Kraft was so worried about Antonio Brown's feet that he had his own personal training staff reevaluate the situation? I did not hear about that, no. Yeah, yeah, the Orchids of Asia gave a thorough petty while Antonio thanked them with a backdoor cover. No? no. So just Josh said he spent a lot of time on that joke. He thought it was very good. Uh, this is the closer of the Antonio Brown radio roast. I actually found some other jokes I should have gotten to that I didn't get to. But here's here's the close of the Antonio Brown roast. You ready? I'm ready. All right. What's Antonio Brown's favorite rap song? I don't know. What is Antonio Brown's favorite rap song? Baby Got Back. Oh uh, Chris is bad at this. I mean, uh, you know, you got to get somebody else in here. I mean, Chris, the whole point is that to have fun and to laugh, not to. T- these are listeners sending in jokes, Chris. We we don't have the Tonight Show writing staff here working for us. Okay, well, I've got wow. high standards. No, the bar is low. Okay, the bar is not high. The bar is low. Get up to this bar. Yeah.
All right. Uh, anyway, uh, some of the other jokes, we'll get out of it. That's the Antonio Brown Radio Roast. Thank you, guys. I thought those were funny. And uh, it would have been a better bit if the guys had played along. But uh, you know, the bad teammates, they don't play along. What do you want to hear? Uh, we, we have some Doc Mike jokes. That was mixed in here. Who is that, Shirley? Uh, hey, Doc, you want to hear a joke about you, Doc Mike? Are you there, Doc? Is he there? Let me, let me see. Are you there, Doc? I'm here. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, why does Doc Mike have to spend the night at his girlfriend's? Uh, I know why. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, but it, this is awkward. Hold on. I'm uh, coming. It's, uh, it's, uh, oh, it's uh, too much of a pain to move her CPAP machine. That's why. That's uh, oh, uh, really? Gary from Youngstown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I get people off a CPAP machine. All right. All right. Uh, hold on, Doc. We'll go back. <laughs> I love the Doc. I love that guy. Why did Angry Bill's wife divorce him? I, I don't know why. She, she wanted a man who didn't treat her like a dog. Uh, that's from uh, Eric and from Iowa. Uh, how does Angry Bill find dogs in really tall grass? I don't know. How does he do that? Very satisfying. That's from Steve in Iowa. Why does Angry Bill only attend Klan rallies during the summer? Uh, I don't know. Why. Uh, he's fashion conscious, and uh, he won't wear white after Labor Day. So that's his... So Gary from Youngstown. Uh, why did Gascon agree to produce the new Fifth Hour podcast? Oh, good question. Why did he agree to do that? Uh, he misunderstood and thought the Suits wanted a weekly produced podcast. See, Arf! yeah, Arf! weekly, Arf! weekly produced. Uh, what sleep number okay. do NFL fans set to fall asleep fast? I, I don't know. It's the channel number the Miami Dolphins are on. That's all you know. That's a George and Rochester. How are the Dolphins and Weedman Hippie alike? I don't know. How are they alike? Well, they both don't work hard, yet still end up with money. That's uh, from George and Rochester. Too real. Uh, what, what, what is the uh, the new terminology I for the know. down and out route in football? Not sure. It's now known as the Weedman. That's from Eek in Roseville, Minnesota. All right, there it is. Yes, uh, Big Ben's lame jokes and the Antonio Brown radio roast. A double shot. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you.
This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.